in the beginning, there was just men and women. Then something went wrong. Was it something in the water? Do we really give a shit? But what happened? Then there were freaks. Thefreaknetwork.com You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to You're listening. You're listening to Tranny Wreck Sixty. Masturbating <laughs> from Portland, Oregon. Tranny Rec Radio. Hello, everybody. My name is Rebecca Nay, and of course, you're listening to Tranny Rec 60. Today is Monday Memorial Day, May 28th, 2007. Whether you are listening through Trans FM, the Freak Network.com, WKJCE, uh, GLBT Radio, uh, MySpace.com slash TrannyRec, or wherever else you may be listening. Um, there might be a little bit of reverb uh, in this podcast. It's because I am now uh, podcasting from my new studio. <laughs> yes, I'm so – I've been hired on the biggest media corporate. I've been hired on with Rupert Murdoch. Yes, I sold out. Rupert Murdoch has taken on Tranny Rec Radio. You will hear all kinds of commercials through this broadcast, uh, mainly for NASCAR events because I'm a big NASCAR fan. And if any, and if you if you believed any of that bullshit, then you're either a new listener, or well, DTD. Let's put it that way. Okay, but yes, uh, I am uh, podcasting from a very empty room. Um, Alex is gone. Uh, he is. I would do. I would play the little cheer and clap sound noise, but that would just be totally bad taste. <laughs> because it's really not that simple. Uh, I I I'm thrilled to have this house to myself. Um, I I really have enjoyed it. Um, having a lot of me time, um, but yet at the same time, the adjustment is also difficult. Uh, getting used to living by myself again and, you know, not having somebody here who uh, I really care about. And they do. I care about him a lot. 
And, uh, you know, but this is, this is the right thing to do. Uh, this is going to be good for both his and my, um, emotional and personal growth. And, uh, in the long run, I think it's going to benefit him, uh, far more than it is me because I have that caregiver mentality and that caregiver mentality, uh, really prevented, I think really prevented him from, uh, doing a lot of things that he really needs to do for himself. And I think now, you know, not having me around all the time, uh, well, number one, I think he's going to realize what he had here. Um, number two, I, th I think, uh, yeah, it's going to help him and allow him to become more, uh, self-sufficient, you know, and he mostly is, but yeah, anyway, I don't know if I want to go into any more uh, detail about the specifics of our relationship. Um, but yeah, I'm alone. I shouldn't say alone. Living alone again for the first time uh, in four years. And uh, so far the adjustment hasn't been as bad as I uh, thought it would be. Um, I've kept myself busy. Uh, especially over this weekend, uh, doing some yard work. I helped a friend move yesterday. Um, you know, I've been playing uh, World of Warcraft in the evenings with uh, Dace and the, the Zillafag. I actually played a little bit with Alex last night. Um, but yeah, so, and I also have this entire week off. Uh, I'm on vacation this week and I plan on using that time to really make my yard look really super nice because the weather is supposed to be absolutely superb here in Portland, Oregon this week. And I'm just going to clean my house from top to bottom. So I plan on staying busy and de-stressing. I need a break from the job. Uh, I'm also going to set a goal to try and apply for three jobs outside of the company I'm currently working for, because I've been applying for all kinds of jobs within the company. And, uh, you know, as I have the last five years, I'm hitting nothing but dead ends there. I've been working within my department. Uh, there's still a, 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 a project that's related to podcasting that I'm still really trying to work on. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to create opportunities within my own department so I can put some more impressive things on my resume other than just production type work. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really, before I leave the company that I'm working for, I want to make sure that I've tried everything I can to, you know, move forward within that company. So when I leave, there won't be uh, any regrets. So, cause it's probably only a matter of time though. It really is. Um, so yeah, that's, so that's everything that's happening on the professional front and the personal front, uh, talking about this as if this is a war, <laughs> I've already fought my own personal wars. Now I'm just living, which I'm having a pretty good time doing. I have to say, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it for, uh, you know, things that are going on in my personal life. Um, let's get into the segment that I introduced last week. I still haven't created a jingle yet. I'll eventually do one. It's called Rebecca Nay's Playlist. Uh, 
This is where I talk about uh, things that are going on in the potosphere. Really, basically, I talk about podcasts that I am listening to. And I just want to say with this segment with Rebecca Nay's playlist, boy, is that not egotistical? I hardly ever refer to myself in third person, but oh, well, fuck it. Um, with Rebecca Nay's playlist, I'm going to basically just uh, point out things of uh, positive things or impressions that have been left upon me from listening to various podcasts for the week. And I'm going to keep it limited uh, to th two or three podcasts a week. Because I don't want to spend the entire show talking about other people's podcasts because you can go over and listen to them. And that's really the whole point of this segment is I really want to promote other podcasts, especially within the Freak Network and Trans FM. But, I, you know, I listen to a lot of those podcasts. There's not as much podcasting going on with Trans FM right now, as far as I can tell. I think that a lot of them are just... Uh, putting their programs streaming on the Life 365 site. But, uh, yeah, so the first one I wanted to talk about, this is, a, uh, this is a podcast that is quite different from most of what I listen to. Um, this is dealing with finances, and it's creating your wealth on your current – it's called Creating Wealth on Your Current Income. The website is mywealthmatters.com. Of course, this will all be linked at trannyrec.com. I started listening to this a couple of months ago. And as far as the podcast goes, you can definitely tell it's heavily scripted. Uh, you're not going to hear any too many. I shouldn't say any. You're not going to hear very many spontaneous moments in this podcast. Um, but... The content is well worth listening to. Uh, there's a reason that it's scripted, because the things that they're talking about are immensely important. A lot of it's very much common sense ways to, uh, you know, the, the, the bottom line of the podcast is <laughs> don't spend more money than you're making, <laughs> which is very common sense. However, that for those of you that live in the United States – uh, we all, you all, you know that that is very difficult to do in uh, our consumer-oriented culture where we're just absolutely bombarded with advertisements. So, and, and what this podcast does is they give you a lot of tips and tricks on how to um, not succumb to all of this bullshit and, and also ways to really manage your money better. And it's kind of, for me, it's like a motivation to not only create a budget, but stay on a budget. And yeah, and, and I do hear tips and tricks every once in a while that I haven't heard before. It's like having your own uh, financial coach. Oh, and they do offer financial coaching services. Um, so they do make money with this podcast. But, you know, I, I don't see them really trying. I mean, and they are selling that service in their podcast. But... You know, just go get, give it a listen. Um, it, it's not as commercial as you would think. It's really more a podcast that I think everybody needs to listen to because I can tell you um, most Americans are so bad uh, at managing their money, and I definitely include myself in this. So go give it a listen, mywealthmatters.com. Um, the other one I want to talk about is a new member of the Freak Net. Well, he's not a new member of the Freak Network. It's a new podcast on the Freak Network, and this is the Bobcast. 
uh, and I believe it's bobcast.com. Um, but you can go to thefreaknetwork.com and find this or trannyrec.com on my show notes. And Bob is the other half of Pizza Babe Glows Global. And he decided he wanted to start a solo podcast. He plays a lot of music that I really enjoy. I, I, I can definitely say we have similar musical tastes. And uh, if you want to geek out, uh, go listen to his show because he... I don't think he, he his show is going to be about geeky stuff, but like on the last podcast, he definitely geeked out. It was kind of fun to listen to. Um, okay. Oh yeah, and yes, I have to I have to agree uh, with Tigger. Bob does have a sexy voice. However, I won't be masturbating to it. Honestly, I would rather masturbate to uh, Forrest and Marie. <laughs> Which brings me on to my net. So that's the end of my Rebecca Nays playlist segment. But uh, that brings up an, an interesting thought that I've had been going, that's been going through my brain lately. I kind of wondered if I'm going through a lesbian phase because yes, while I fantasize about having um, several orifices filled, so to speak. Uh, Really, uh, a lot of my thoughts have been uh, towards women lately. And, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) I I definitely, I don't know if there's such thing as a lesbian face. (laughs) I I, I definitely, over the last few years, have uh, considered myself to be bi, so to speak. Um in the long run, when it comes to relationships, I don't think the gender of my potential partner matters as much. Really doesn't. But uh, I'm definitely, I think now that I have a vagina, I'm not as intimidated by uh, a female, the fem- a female vagina. And uh, I'm ready to not only have mine tried out, I'm ready to try somebody else's out. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Forrest and Marie, keep podcasting because you're fulfilling my fantasies. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play a song here <laughs> uh, of a lighter nature before we get into... Uh, actually, I'm going to play a song and a clip uh, back-to-back, which is going to lead us into the continuing discussion of racism um and i'm gonna tie immigration into that this week because i have some opinions on that and those of you that have been listening for a while really know what they are but first i think you should uh i think you should all get high roll another blunt I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high, because I got high. I was gonna go to class if 
before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm taking it next semester and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, Cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. I was gonna go to court before I got high. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Now I'm a paraplegic and I know why. Why, Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your pussy too, but then I got high. Now I'm jacking off, and I know why. Turn this shit off. I messed up my entire life because I got high. I lost my kids and wife because I got high. Now I'm sleeping on the sidewalk and I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I'ma stop singing this song because I'm high. I'm singing this whole thing wrong because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, I don't know why. Cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Are you really high, man? Now we got a lot of things, a lot of racism going on in the world right now. Who's more racist, black people or white people? Black people. You know why? Because we hate black people too. Everything white people don't like about black people, black people really don't like about black people. There's some shit going on with black people right now. It's like a civil war going on with black people. And there's two sides. It's black people and there's niggas. And niggas have got to go. Every time black people want to have a good time, ignorant ass niggas fuck it up. Can't do shit. Can't do shit without some ignorant ass niggas fucking it up. Can't do nothing. Can't keep a disco open more than three weeks. Grand opening, grand closing. Can't go to a movie the first week and come out. Why? Because niggas are shooting at the screen. What kind of ignorant shit is that? Hey, that's a good movie. That's so good, I got to bust a cap in here. Hey, I love black people, but I hate niggas, boy. Oh, I hate niggas. Boy, I wish they let me join the Ku Klux Klan. Shit, I do a drive-by from here to Brooklyn. 
niggas, man. You can't have shit when you're around niggas. You can't have shit. You can't have no big screen TV. You can have it, but you better move it in at three in the morning. Painted white, hope niggas think it's a bassinet. Can't have shit in your house. Why? Because niggas will break in your house. Niggas will live next door to you, break in your house, and come over the next day and go, I heard you got robbed. shit because you was doing shit. <laughs> Damn. Tired of niggas. Tired, 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 tired of niggas, man. Damn, man. You know what the worst thing about niggas? Niggas always want some credit for some shit they supposed to do. For some shit they just supposed to do. A nigga will brag about some shit a normal man just does. A nigga will say some shit like, I take care of my kids. You're supposed to be a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> been to jail. What you want, a cookie? You're not supposed to go to jail, you low expectation ever, motherfucker. Fuck, man. I'm tired of this shit. You know what the worst thing about niggas? The worst thing about niggas? Niggas love to not know. Nothing make a nigga happier than not knowing the answer to your question. Just ask a nigga a question. Any nigga. Hey, nigga, what's the capitalist I am? I don't know that shit. Keep it real. <laughs> Niggas love to keep it real. Real dumb. <laughs> Niggas hate now. Shit. Niggas are breaking your house. You want to save your money? Put it in your books. Because niggas don't read. Just put the money in the books. Shit, books are like kryptonite to a nigga. Here's a book. No! No! Not a book! No! No! Tired of this shit, man. Your kids can't fucking play nowhere. Every year the space gets smaller. Okay, you go from that corner to that corner. Oh, you go from that gate to that gate. By the time motherfuckers 10, he's just hopping in a circle like <laughs> Tired of this shit, man. Tired, tired, tired. Fee, five, four, figure, boy, I hate a nigga. Boy, tired of this shit, man. Tired, man. Niggas just ignorant, love being there, singing about ignorance. I heard some song the other day. It's the first of the month. Niggas are singing welfare carols. On the first day of welfare, my true luck ain't to me. I wish you a man welfare in a happy food stand. The fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Now they got some shit they're trying to get rid of welfare. Every time you see welfare in the news, they always show black people. Black people don't give a fuck about welfare. <laughs> Niggas are shaking in their boots. <laughs> Boy, they gonna take our shit. Shit, a black man that got two jobs, going to work every day, hates a nigga on welfare. Like, nigga, get a job. I got two, you can't get one. <laughs> I would give you lazy ass for the mind, but you get fucked get laid off, they wouldn't hide another nigga for 10 years. Shit, a black woman that got two kids, going to work every day, busting her ass, 
hates a bitch with nine kids getting a one bitch. I'm like, bitch, stop fucking. Stop fucking. Whatever you do, get paid to do it. Tired of this shit, man. Tired, tired, tired. It ain't, it ain't all black people on welfare. Shit. White people on welfare, too. White people on welfare. But we can't give a fuck about them. We just gotta do our own thing. We can't go, oh, they fucked up. We could be fucked up. That's ignorant. White people on the L. Because first of all, they try to make it look like, you know, there ain't even that many black people in the country, okay? Black people are 10% of the fucking population. Black people in New York, D.C., L.A., Chicago, Atlanta. Like, 10 places, okay? Okay? 10 places. Ain't no black people in Minnesota. All you find, only black people in Minnesota is Prince and Kirby Puckett, okay? Shit, the whole rest of the country, the other 40 states, is filled up with broke-ass white people. Broke-ass, living in a trailer home, eating mayonnaise sandwiches, fucking their sister, listening to John Cougar Mellencamp records. Shit, fuck out of here, man. And they need your help. And I see some black people looking at me, man, why you got to say that? Why you got to say that? It ain't us, it's the media. It ain't us, it's the media. The media has distorted our image to make us look bad. Why must you come down on us like that, brother? It ain't us, it's the media. Please cut the fucking shit, okay? 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 When I go to the money machine tonight, all right, I ain't looking on my back for the media. I'm looking for niggas. Yes, you are listening to thefreaknetwork.com. And uh, yes, yeah, so that, that first song, Because I Got High, was by Afro Man. And then, of course, most of you recognized who that was. Chris Rock. He's fucking crazy. I love him. And uh, yeah, he, he doesn't fucking hold back. He speaks his mind. And he's fucking funny as shit. I, I wanted to play. I should have played that clip a few shows ago, but I figured, fuck, the subject is still roaring. Might as well play that now. Uh, you know, the, the the part of that clip that really struck me the most is not the whole, you know, black people versus quote unquote niggas. Uh, you know, I, I think that's mostly satire there. Um, was the whole he brought income into it about how. Um, uh, you know, how uh, there's a, some, you know, comparisons between a lot of uh, poor African Americans and poor white people and uh, how uh, class really plays a big part in uh, race issues in our country. But uh, speaking of race issues, um, let's talk about the immigration issue. Um, I... Uh, I'm basically feeding this off of uh, Tigger's podcast where he brought it up. And, uh, of course, it's been talked about in the mainstream media with the immigration bills. It's an ongoing issue in the mainstream media. All I want to say is well, about the immigration issue is this. 
Why can't we open our borders? It's not like we're running out of room in the United States. There's plenty of territory. There's plenty of opportunity for people to come in and create their own opportunities. There's plenty of jobs that Americans are too goddamn uh, that we that a lot of American citizens feel are beneath them, and a lot of people from uh, less uh, uh, less privileged countries would happily come in he- this country and work. Why can't we open our borders? What the fuck is wrong with people coming into this country legally? And getting a job and paying taxes and contributing to our economy and society as a whole. It will only make things better. Uh, tagging human beings, and I mean human beings, as illegals just hurts all of us. Because when they come in, they can't get a job legally, so they can't pay taxes and contribute There's a lot of things that they are prevented from doing which would contribute to our economy and our society simply because we have a law that is racially based and racially motivated. All our immigration laws, go check the history books, all our immigration laws are racially motivated and racially based uh, because that's what it's about. We, you know, it's like I can't remember it was a voicemail I played either last week or the week before about tribalism. Human beings were tribalistic by nature. We're scared of people that look, feel, and act different than us. And, you know, and that is definitely one cause of racism. Uh, you know, uh, and yeah. So, anyway, uh, this whole immigration issue, it's all, it's all racially motivated. I mean, if you are against quote-unquote illegals coming into this country, I'm not accusing you of being a racist. Uh, because consciously you may think you know, don't have a problem, but but I would encourage those of you that want to keep our borders closed and you think these racist laws are legitimate to check yourself, to really examine why you feel the way you do. Uh, are you worried about Canadians coming in? No, we're only looking south. We're not looking north. We're only looking south. Check yourself because – a lot of this is deep down racially based and and that's what this immigration debate is all about it's just another form of racism it really is and that's all i'm going to say on the immigration issue let's go ahead and play some voicemails <laughs> Hey, Rebecca. This is Michael from the Alligator Belize. Um, I was just listening to, uh, what was it, Training Rex 59? Yeah, 59, where um, your response to that email from your listener, and you basically said everything that I was thinking as a response to that email you got from your listener, I believe. Oh, yeah, he's talking about um, the uh, an email I got last week from Holly that basically talked about, uh, basically... I, I, I can't remember the gist of the email, but she her basically her point was uh, that a lot of the disparities in and my understanding is a lot of the disparities between uh, 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 racial groups in this country 
are just due to the fact that uh, anyway, she she kind she had a, t- a tendency to discount the, the the reasons why you know there are racial disparities in this country. She was questioning uh, whether it was racially based or whether it was just that. Well, I what I got out of it was you know, anyway. So, yeah, Michael's responding to an email last week about uh, Holly questioning the reasons for racial disparities in our country. I believe her name is Holly. Um, you know, I think what it really boils down to is opportunity and the lack thereof um, to minorities these days. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, I think your listener was saying something about, uh, you know, teen pregnancy and all that stuff, weighing weighing them down and that's you know basically alluding to like a lack of responsibility but i think it's it's not so much a lack of responsibility it's just a lack of education uh, you know educating um these groups on you know they're, they're not getting the same sort of education and, and 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 moral sort of lessons from schools um that that more privileged groups do and there's been a lot of work done on this a lot of scholarly work um, you know, I've read quite a few articles. One of them um, <clears throat> is called uh, Racial and Ethnic Achievement Gap Trends, Reversing the Progress Toward Equity, and it's uh, by a scholar named Jaikin Lee, um, and it's from the publication Educational Researcher. And uh, basically, what you know, it's, it's sort of like the, the, it's the consensus of a lot of other scholars that, you know, there are achievement gaps between blacks and whites and Hispanics and whites in schools uh, and in testing because of, you know, school conditions, lack of school funding, um, socioeconomic and family conditions, um, issues with uh, what goes on in the youth culture and, you know, student behavior and just the lack of, like, a, a proper educational socioeconomic infrastructure for these minority groups. It's all about opportunities. It really is. Um, opportunities are not equally available to all people. Um, and I really believe that that's at, at the key of of, of, the, of the problem here. And it's not it's not something that we can fault them for. It's because they haven't been given the opportunity. Uh, and in the 70s and 80s, things were looking a lot more promising for these achievement gaps to be closed. But uh, there are a lot of setbacks to this progress in the 1990s and today. And we're you know Hurricane Katrina was a blatant revelation of that. <clears throat> so. Uh, if you want to read any of these articles, Rebecca, let me know and I'll email them to you. Um, if anybody is a student, um, a, a university student, they can look up lots of these articles on a website called JSTOR, J-S-T-O-R.org. But you have to be a university student. You have to have like a student ID to, to register with it. But I can download them in PDF and send them out to anybody who wants to read them. Alligatorbelieves at gmail.com is my email address. Thank you, Rebecca. Peace out. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Michael. Michael sent in another voicemail that I believe was some clarification. Um, uh, I'm not 100% sure it was necessary, but because I think the thing he was paranoid about saying, he didn't say in the last voicemail, but let's give it a listen. 
Hi, Rebecca. It's Michael from the Alligator Valise again. I think I misspoke and said something about, like, morals or something on my, my first message. I was afraid I was going to run out of time, so I was speaking quick, and I wasn't... My mouth was going faster than my brain. I didn't want to, like, make it seem like they lack morals or whatever. Yeah, whatever but they haven't been equipped with, the, you know, the sort of life lessons that people often get from, you know, general education in middle school or elementary school because there just simply isn't... But there simply isn't that opportunity there. They're... You think okay, I don't actually remember. Say, I don't remember you saying anything, and that was the third time I listened to that first voicemail about morals in the last voicemail. So, um, yeah, and so the rest of this voicemail just basically goes on to say the same thing he did in the first voicemail. So, Michael, thank you. Uh, AlligatorValise.com. Go, go and check him out. He's got a really good show over there. Um, thank you, Michael Folletti, again for the your contribution to this discussion. We're going to have, like, health, oh, oh, health sciences there, that. health okay. class. Love you, Michael, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on to some other voicemails here uh, that uh, we also have here. Oh, and the next voicemail I got is from MarinaILoveLard.com. I've talked about her. I, I talked about her a few shows ago. She created a women in podcasting page. And uh, on her website, ilovelard.com. And now I, I actually have gotten a chance to listen to her. And uh, while she's not very vulgar and she's quite well-behaved in the voicemail I'm about ready to play, go listen to Marina for, at ilovelard.com. If you're a fan of Zillafag, you're going to love Marina because she's basically the um, the heterosexual female equivalent to Zilla Fag. She says what's on her mind. She doesn't hold anything back. And uh, she's she's just direct and vulgar. And I fucking love that. <laughs> Especially I love that coming from women. <laughs> so without any further ado, let's hear what Marina has to say. Hey, Rebecca. It's Marina from I Love Lard Podcast. Thanks for the plug. Um, I love your show. Every time I listen to it, my brain just starts going. It makes me very happy. And um, mm -hmm. as far as mm -hmm. pussy washing, don't are you putting soap in there? Don't put soap in there, honey. That's bad. Also, douching gives you yeast infections. Um, from one feminist to possibly another. Oh, and she she basically – oh, yeah, and I got another email about that too, and I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the person who sent me that email. If I haven't responded to you, I really do apologize. Uh, sometimes some emails slip through the clock, but she uh, – the first part of that, she – I was talking about last my last podcast about uh, when I went and visited my doctor. She told me I was cleaning my vagina too much. Um, and I think that's turned out to be true because I got an email from a listener stating that vaginas kind of clean themselves and, uh, don't mess with it, uh, which I would probably, I, I had a tendency to believe that more with natal women who've got a, uh, reproductive system attached to their vagina. Uh, thankfully I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and so and Marina basically chimed in with the same thing. And no, Marina, I do not use soap in it. Uh, I keep the soap away from the pussy. I basically have a shower, uh, a shower that I you know it's a handheld shower head, and uh, I have I have quite fun with that. Um, 
And uh, so I'm basically using that to kind of keep myself clean down there. Just basically rinsey, rinsey, rinsey. And uh, as far as douching goes, I'm doing that about once a week, considering that I'm still dilating about two to three times a week. And I'm using um, vinegar and water, a vinegar and water uh, solution, which my understanding is uh, chemistry wise is pretty close to, you know, what's going on down there anyway. So as all the gay men that are listening to this podcast are now running for the toilet, uh, all I have to say is get over it, Mary. So let's hear what else Marina has to say. So it's supposed to smell like. Oh, yeah. And uh, yes, I am a feminist. Very much so. And I've talked about that uh, in uh, previous podcasts. And I'm sure I will talk about that in future podcasts. Absolutely. I'm a feminist. Is that? That's what it was made to smell like. Okay. And as far as race, I don't know about your arguments about poor white kids getting more stuff. I'm a poor Latina kid. And I, um, I don't know. I can't say that I've accomplished what I've accomplished just because of my race, but I got ahead, I think, um, maybe because of that, while a lot of poor poor white kids were kind of busting the dust, um, while it's, you know, in a lot of colleges and jobs and stuff want to have their, you know, token, like, Latina female, like, oh, look, we've got one on our staff, look at her, there she is, so, like, I feel like sometimes I get ahead because of that, and that bothers me personally because I'd rather get ahead because I'm a good student or a good whatever else and tell the truth. A lot of my poor white friends weren't good students, but um, in my experience, like living in poverty with white people, I saw a lot of white people turn to um, race, white supremacism and racism because of... Um, their feelings of white guilt and because they were told like look you're white you should have everything and they didn't and so they felt really inadequate in the world and like in my opinion turned to racism like if you ask them they'll probably say something entirely different but I don't know and as far as W.E. Du Bois read the souls of black folk I read that a few years ago and it was like so relevant today to like queer issues and possibly trans issues like it seemed um, so relevant at the time, and I cannot remember remember specific um, examples. But all right, thanks. Bye. Love you. Oh, Actually, I really like her voice too. <laughs> um, yes, Marina. Thank you for that voicemail. Um, did you say "Souls of Black Folks" by W. E. or Du Bois? Um, if you could send me uh, a link to that in, in an email, I'd appreciate that. Um, uh, also, I, I I couldn't. I was looking on your website, Marina, and I couldn't find your email address anywhere. Maybe I'm just retarded, but because I wanted to uh, send you an email, I have another person that you need to add on to your women in podcasting page. Um, so, so yeah, if you could please send me an email since I'm too retarded to find yours, uh, trannyrec at gmail.com. And that's for all of you who want to contribute to this discussion through email. But of course my voicemail line is two zero six three three eight two five six three or two zero six three fuck me. Uh, easy way to remember that. Um, she made some really interesting points there that I, 
I, I don't know how I feel about them as far as uh, just really good points. Um, I think number one about how uh, uh, how her disagreement about how uh, uh, whether poor white people have an advantage over poor people of color. And she basically tied that into affirmative action and how affirmative uh, action um, – it sounds like to me she kind of disagree. She kind of doesn't really appreciate affirmative action all that much because she felt like it gave her an unfair advantage. Um, I kind of, you know, I kind of see affirmative action um, as just kind of leveling the playing field, uh, you know. And as to whether uh, uh, poor white people. Are more have more of an advantage than poor black people, boy, or poor people of color, I should say, uh, because it's not just you know, you know, it's not just black people that are feeling you know the heat of racial discrimination in this country. Um, whether it's poor white people or poor people of color, boy, well, we're both are in kind of a, sh- a shit puddle, so to speak. Um, but I would have to say that because our society was set up, the rules were made by white people, the social expectations are based on white culture, and that all the rules are basically based on white privilege, white assumption, white what have you, I would say that gives an advantage to uh, white people, even poor white people, over poor people of color. And I think that's where affirmative action is uh, important. Uh, am I saying that all white people have more opportunities than all people, poor people of color? Probably not. But because society is set up off of you know because our society is a white society so to speak uh where straight white men pretty much have all the power if you fit into that category uh you know well yeah anyway so but but uh, but you can't disc- but I can't discount and if I came across as discounting the the struggles that poor white people have. Uh, I just want to clarify that race and class are married, and um, and, and yeah. So and and the the plight of poor white people is, if it's better than the plight of poor people of color, <laughs> it's not much. Uh, that, however, I I think. The opportunities available to poor white people to break out of that cycle of poverty. Um, I, I just think white people have a better chance of getting housing, getting jobs, and, 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 and have better access to the things that allow people to break out of this cycle of poverty. Um, but it, it's not easy. Um, takes a lot, you know, for anybody to break out of a cycle of poverty, uh, without a doubt. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, and uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. Her other point about uh, white guilt. Uh, people, uh, white guilt make turning people into racists. Uh, there's definitely probably some uh, 
there, there's something to that argument too. Um, I remember in the military when I was, uh, w- which was really my uh, <laughs> dipping my feet into the the the, the uh, racially melting pot fire coming out of Central Utah when I joined the military at 18 and was told about how. Uh, it's my fault for slavery. I didn't understand all that shit. And boy, I'll tell you, it did uh, brew some uh, racial resentment in me towards uh, specifically African-Americans because I didn't want to feel responsible for slavery. I didn't do it. (laughs) Why should I have to feel responsible for that? And so, yeah, I can see how... uh, that can make some white people bitter and possibly become racist. Um, and this is the reason we need to have these discussions. This is why these discussions are so important. It's why these – unfortunately, these kind of discussions do make a lot of white people uncomfortable. And uh, you know they have a tendency to want to tune them out. And like I said, I know a lot of you are probably doing that and would rather have me talking about – all the time about how horrible trannies got it, and I'm sure he, <laughs> there there will be more of that to come. But yeah, so anyways, this is really good. I'm really enjoying this, and we've got one more voicemail, and this is from a long-time listener, formerly known as Herman, um, and he now, go, now goes by, uh, uh, he, he says his name in the beginning of the voicemail, uh, let's, I'm not going to, cause I'm going to fuck it up. I'll let him pronounce it. Hi, uh, I'm not Herman anymore. I'm Ainsley. 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 Okay. Uh, f- formerly known as Herman. He is, he is now Ainsley. And, uh, I basically called him out. A, I think it was either my last show or the show beforehand, uh, inviting him to leave a voicemail on this, uh, discussion. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about, uh, I kind of brought up that tranny wreck raw that I did last summer with Ali Mahajani, Cheryl Murkowski and Marty Abernathy, and, which he took exception to. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, and I, I talked about, you know, humor, uh, last week I talked about is, uh, race, you know where is where does humor uh place where is humor in the the, the discussion of race and i think uh uh chris rock uh and that's another reason i wanted to play that chris rock clip is because humor is important element in the race discussion but let's hear what uh, ainsley has to say uh, t- forgive me, Ainsley. If it takes, it's going to take me a while to get because I've been calling you Herman for a year. <laughs> so give me some time to adjust, buddy. But uh, yes, so let's hear what Ainsley has Ainsley has to say. <laughs> Couldn't you have picked a name that's easier pr- to pronounce? <laughs> Nevertheless, let's hear what he has to say. Uh Forgive me for getting right to the point. Otherwise, I might meander all over the universe. No. Mm. Oh, yeah. You said that uh, you were making fun of racism with the Ma- Ali Mahajani skit. Excuse me for stuttering. I'm so, I'm so nervous. 
Um, no need to be nervous. Oh, my God. It's just Tranny Rec Radio. I totally didn't get that at all. Your tongue must have been so firmly in your cheek. I started to get all hot from the metaphor. Uh, wow. Or, or maybe you're just as uh, socially awkward as I am, and, and your humor just doesn't come across at all. Uh, Only to you, sweetheart. I don't know. I wonder if anybody else understood that 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 was making fun of racism because my experience I think a lot about this stuff okay yeah I've been a feminist since age 10 and shit yeah now some of you are probably not knowing what he's talking about this is a podcast that I did last summer and some of you probably weren't listening then um I will Let's see. I'll try. I'll put a link to it on my website, the tranny record. I don't even know right now because my website is going through transitions. I don't even know if you're going to be able to listen to it, but there will be a link on my website. And eventually uh, I'll have that podcast loaded onto my new server. Um, So anyway, but yeah, it's uh, what he's talking about. Last week I talked, I talked about that tranny rec raw that I did last summer and basically said that I was making fun of racist attitudes and stereotypes and how basically you know i would make these racially insensitive comments towards ali mahajani which is a character. i think he took more exception to the actual character of ali mahajani which he talks about in his voice rather than anything i said during that podcast um, just the fact that that character existed and that we had him on the show, um, you know, and, uh, was offensive to him. And I think, you know, and, and I think that's why he's questioning whether I was mocking racism or not. But anyway, uh, this whole thing about, um, like racial stereotypes, like the whole stere- stereotypes of Asian people, I feel like. I feel like white Americans have a really hard time sort of getting getting it when they do stereotypes about Asian people. Like, I, just, I think that's just something that some white Americans have a really hard time understanding as racism. And I think that I just, it just didn't seem to me like you were separating the, separating the themes or the, or the, the points of, uh, potency, you you might say. Like it, it just felt like, like when when you put that on there, like it just felt like you hadn't thought about it at all, and you were kind of participating in a like like what I was writing to you on the MySpace, a hypersexual Indian stereotype. Okay, you know, I well, I didn't even know there was such thing as a hypersexual Indian stereotype. And I, th- I think that's why and no, I, I, I didn't, when I do tranny rec raw, as evidenced by the last tranny rec raw that I did, uh, I don't put a lot of thought into them. That's the whole, that's why they're called tranny rec raw. We just get a bunch of people together and we hit the record button and whatever comes out, comes out. 
And I heard about Ali Mahajani on Madge Weinstein's Yeast Radio. That's where I first heard about him. He was, at that time, when we recorded that last summer, he was a regular on Yeast Radio and Cheryl Murkowski's Whorehole.org. And uh, I'd never heard of, I didn't even know such a stereotype existed about a hypersexual Indian. Um, any images I had of Indian people, and I'm not talking about Native Americans, we're talking about, for those of you that don't know who Ali Mahajani is, we're talking about actual people from the, uh, the country India. Um, I, I, the, the images and the, the stereotypes, so to speak, that I had of Indian people were just kind of a quiet and reserved and very friendly and very religious and faithful type people. And uh, so Ali Mahajani came along and blew that out of the water, and and I knew he that was he was a character. I mean, there's a lot of characters in the podcast world, but it was for me it is just fucking hilarious. I love sexual humor, and I love it when race is is uh, placed into that. Even though that's not something that a lot of people are going to appreciate, and I can. Uh, understand uh, based on a lot of your former emails, uh, I- Ains- Ainsley, Ainsley, <laughs> the, uh, uh, as to why uh, you know you've explained why he he offends you. Uh, but like I said, I just wanted to say I you know no I don't put a lot of preparation into Trini Recra and I still will not. I I didn't. The the only thought that came to my mind when bringing Ali Mahajani on to the program program um, was uh, he was funny, it, it, just funny funny shit. <laughs> An Indian stuffing things in his urethra. Oh my fucking god, that's hilarious! <laughs> it still is. <laughs> it totally destroys any stereotypes that I had. But if there are stere- hypersexual Indian stereotypes, did I create one? Is that what you're worried about? That people are now going to think that all Indians shove things in their penises? I mean, uh, I, I guess that's where I'm just, I you know, to me it's, it's still more funny than it is racist. <laughs> the character itself. You know, now I did make racist comments when interacting with him on that show, and that's where I was mocking racist attitudes. Uh, but the character itself, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ainsley, and I'm not making light of your opinion. I'm just saying Ali Mahajani is funny as shit. <laughs> anyway. I'm a child of hippies, okay? And, like, I grew up, like, you know around some of the guru culture that happened in the 70s. I mean, and, you know, I realized after about 20 years after that, like, the way that, like, sort of white American culture will look at the Indian man as, like, a a figure, is, is like, they'll see him as this really hypersexual being who is, like, that's pretty much the character that that he laid out as Molly... Ali Mahajani. It just didn't seem to me like you were flipping the racism around at all. So forgive me, but I think that's kind of the main point I wanted to make. You're forgiven. I didn't know about that. Oh, there's so many other things I could say, but I don't know. Maybe I don't have the time, or maybe I haven't got my thoughts organized yet. 
But, uh... That's alright. We can have cyber sex. I want you to like me. I do. And, and I don't want you to think of me as this, this, um, person who's furious. Like, it seems very exaggerated to me when you were saying that I was so furious and, and, um, so what, burning or something? Scathing? Scathing. Yeah, I did use that comment once. And, well, I think when somebody has a lot of masculine energy, sometimes they will be seen as scathing or rageful when maybe they're not necessarily, that's not necessarily that fucking what they testosterone, mean, but maybe I'm telling they're you. coming across with a lot of power. It's, it's that and, um, you know, as a, uh, as a, you know, androgynously masculine spirit in a feminine body, I, I you know, I tend to get, you know, there doesn't tend to get too much room, like, made, you know, for my masculine energy. Like, so I don't always put it across there in a way that's socially digestible right away, you know. I tend to, like, just put it right out there. Well, I kind of thought, because you swear a lot, I thought, well, maybe, you know, you can, you can take it. But, I can't um, take it. I guess you can't. I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I hope, since I explained myself, maybe... Um, Thank you, Ainsley. Ainsley, did I say that right? Oh, fuck. Did I say that right? Is that Ainsley? Hi, uh, I'm not Herman anymore. I'm Ainsley. Ainsley. Thank you, Ainsley. Okay. <laughs> I had to play it again. Thank you, Ainsley, for that, that, that uh, voicemail. Um, I guess I can't take it. No, I... I you scathing. I think I used. I probably was over dramatic the last time I played one of your voicemails and said you were scathing. Uh, do you take testosterone, Ainsley? Um, I don't think you do. It sounds like it sounds like to me you're 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 he, you're kind of in the area of being a trans man F to M, but not quite. Uh, you're just kind of somewhere in that area. Um, uh, I, I I like how you refer to yourself as. Uh, Male spirit, spirited in a female body. Quite, a, you're you're a very interesting individual, Ainsley, and I, I, I appreciate the con- contributions that you have made to this program, even if we don't uh, completely see eye to eye. Uh, I still love you sending scathing voicemails that I so can't take because I'm a pussy. <laughs> I'm a pussy. <laughs> I'll get over it. Oh, God. 62 minutes. Jesus Christ. Okay, Jesus. See, these shows run long. When you guys contribute to the show like you have uh, with this particular episode, I love it. Um, The shows run long. Should I play a song or shouldn't I? I don't have much. Oh, I have one more thing that I want to play. And this is off of my Skype voicemail. Let's, I didn't configure this before I started recording, so let's see how this works. Uh, come on, come on. Um, hi, this is Trainee Rick from TrainyRick.com. Um, I just want to say that I want to thank all of you for, for my birthday wishes. And stuff like that. And you don't have to send me anything because, well, I'm a stupid whore. 
And I'm, I'm ugly. I'm also ugly. So, if you feel the need, you should donate to my site. And I'll give all the money to Dave's friends. That poor retard needs it. Bye. That was so nice. You called yourself a retard. I know. He's doing anything for money now. <laughs> it don't work. Dace, you're such a fucking whore. I, I knew I kind of had an idea from talking to Dace what I was going to get in that voicemail, but I I didn't pre-screen that one, so that was good. <laughs> oh, good God, good godly godly. Okay, so on behalf of pre-op crack whore Rebecca, who's ugly and needs money, I don't have a donate button on my site yet, but I will soon uh speaking of trannyrec.com or uh, first of all let me finish my last thought jesus christ i want to thank everybody that sent me birthday wishes either i think most of them was like through facebook and a few through emails thank you so much i i means a lot uh my birthday was nothing spectacular and helping alex move but you know i talked about that at the beginning of the show so as far as my website goes um, I had Michael Folletti working on, I have, I had Michael Folletti that created some really cool header graphics for me. And now I have Andy Milton working on my theme. So that boring ass WordPress theme that you still see up, uh, as of the time of this recording, um, on Monday will be gone very soon. Possibly by the time most of you listen to this podcast, uh, my trannyrec.com might just have a new look. Uh, I have a lot of work to do on a lot of the content. Um, but yeah, so th- that is a work in progress at trannyrec.com. And I really want to thank Andy Melton and Michael Folletti, uh, for their help in, in uh, with trannyrec.com. Um, I'm not going to play a song. Uh, yeah, it's almost 66 minutes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this with a really important message, uh, but from Matt Blender from OK So Radio. Uh, but first, I just want to say I love every one of you. Uh, and until next time we do a show, go fuck yourself. Hi, this is Matt Blender from OK So Radio. Right now I'm participating in the AIDS Chicago Marathon training program, and I need your help. On my website, okaysoradio.libson.com, you will find a link to my online donation page. Your generous contributions will go towards AIDS Foundation of Chicago, which is an organization that provides direct medical care to people with HIV. Running the Chicago Marathon will be the hardest physical challenge I've ever faced, but it will be nothing compared to the challenge that those living with HIV and AIDS face every day. This is a great way to help in the fight to end AIDS. Thank you so much for your support. This program is a member of the Trans FM Internet Broadcast Network.